Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Get ready for Mind Shock with Dr. Ron Dalrymple, the premier podcast in the world bringing you hidden truths about your mind's incredible powers. Get ready to free your mind. Everybody, welcome to Mind Shock, Dr. Ron Dalrymple. The show will take you to the outer limits of your mind and to the inner limits, the true final frontier. Our theme for this show is evolution of the supermind. I began working at NASA at 17 years old. We put people in space, and back then, way back then in those days, we called that outer space, the final frontier. But at 19 years old, while at NASA, I made a discovery discovered that if the mind is an energy field that transcends the physical brain as a proposition, then the true final frontier is inner space, the exploration of the true powers of mind. So our mission is to take you the true outer limits of inner space. Think about that, the outer limits of inner space. There's a revolution sweeping the globe about who we are and what we are doing here, and this is a very, very powerful time in history, a mind revolution that is changing everything, whole new theories of mind that an old science on its head. Old science is three-dimensional and limited to the physical senses. We're developing now new models of science that consider N dimensions as the letter N approaches infinity. That's a mathematical term, N, that approaches infinity. Today we have a great guest, Forrest Rivers, on his new book, COVID-19 and Humanities, Spiritual Awakening. Forrest, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Ron. How are you today? Very well, thanks. Great to have you here. I enjoyed reading your book very much. It's an honor to have you on the show. Welcome. Oh, uh, it's an honor. Thank you for having me. Well, my pleasure. Now, we often start by asking our guests to give some background about how you got started on your life's journey, how it all began, let's say, going way back when, wherever you'd like to start, which led to where you are today. Can you share, please, with, yeah, with our uh, listeners? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Y- yeah, for sure. Um, so I-, I guess I became a- aware um, of the frontiers of inner space. I love that, by the way. And, uh, you know, I became more interested in the, in the inner journey uh, about 30, when I was about 30 years old. Uh, right now I'm 39 almost. And Young guy. If I had to identify one big moment, it was a trip uh, to Maui, Hawaii. Uh, and it was, it, it, I had, leading up to that, I had had a kind of a deep, a deep period of uh, alcohol abuse. And uh, something happened to me on that island, Ron, where I, uh, I experienced what I, I guess now I look at as a spiritual awakening, where I became aware uh, that there's a deeper uh, transcendent reality beyond our mere physical world. And for me, uh, the beauty of nature on that island opened that up for me, that, that pathway. 
And uh, when I got back from Maui, I began uh, became very interested in meditation practice, and uh, started going to a Dharma center and uh, began exploring. I guess if you want to say the contours of my mind and uh, examining my own suffering and my own relationship to it. And it led me to become very interested in, in Hindu, Buddhist, and Taoist thought. Um, and from there, I uh, moved to the mountains. I had been living in uh, Nashville, Tennessee at the time. And I moved off to the mountains and uh, of uh, North Carolina, the Great Smokies, and uh, had a period living out in the Rockies as well. And the mountains uh, became a, a great point of connection for me and has allowed me to really explore the depths of my own journey. Uh, and and uh, that's kind of where I am at the moment. And uh, I wrote this book, uh, COVID-19 and Humanity's Spiritual Awakening, uh, out of a, uh, a sense of urgency uh, when we went into lockdown earlier in uh, 2020. Uh, to kind of give people a positive message to say, hey, you know, despite all the suffering and despite all the negativity, um, you know, we can use, there's some things that have come out of this period that are very valuable and that can actually help us evolve in our uh, consciousness. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. Thanks for your fascinating story and background. I mean, you mentioned your book that Baba Ram Dass, who I met in Boulder, Colorado years ago when I was out there at the university. Mention one of his quotes was "Sandpaper awakens people." Right? Or was it yeah. Did you say you met you met Ram Dass? Yeah, yeah I met him in Boulder. He had a center there for many years and was quite well known. He had a large. Wow! Class. Wow! That would have been. Uh, I know he did his uh, summer session over at Naropa back in I think it was '74. Uh, th that's unbelievable that you met him. He's oh, yeah. definitely one of my most influential teachers. Yeah, I know some folks still out there. He's an interesting story. He was, of course, a professor at Harvard, Richard Alpert, that went to India yep. and had a spiritual awakening and changed his name and whatnot, and had a, a lot of great books and whatnot. Of course, Be Here Now is a very powerful book. I had to focus on the moment. That's where your PowerPoint is. Unbelievable. Oh, Be Here Now is, is uh, one of maybe, maybe the single most influential book I've ever read. Uh, yeah. And of course, his new uh, his new autobiography, uh, being Ram Dass, is just absolutely astounding, and your listeners would probably love that too. Yeah, I'm sure. Now, in terms of the sandpaper awakening people, tell us more about how you see it, how adversity is necessary to like to conscious growth and roll that place. Oh my gosh, absolutely, Ron. So, uh, you know, going off that Ram Dass quote, uh, the uh, suffering is the sandpaper. For our, for our awakenings, I really believe that. I think uh, we need challenging moments to push us to explore the depths of our own minds and of our own consciousness. Uh, not that we can't do it without suffering, but suffering gives us a, uh, a jolt or a push, if you will, to get us to do that. Uh, so there were a lot of uh, things that happened over the last year that forced us to explore deeper, you know, namely our fear of death, uh, the search for meaning that many began exploring uh, in mass during the lockdowns, 
our our deeper our deeper connection to what is all of that I think comes out of suffering. I think when we suffer it 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 it, it pushes our rational minds, Ron, to the edge and it forces us to turn inwards. Uh and I think that adversity plays a very special role in that, uh yeah. if you will. Yeah, it really does. It uh makes you focus off the moment and go deeper and ask those questions, what's going on, what's happening, why is this happening this way, why am I feeling like this? And you often, some folks will like pray or meditate or whatever, turn to that higher power, and very often new inspiration, new ideas, new thoughts and feelings come to them because they have a very sincere desire to ask those inner forces, help me, and people reach out, and help is there, it's always there, but we often don't know because we're distracted by the external world, we're enslaved by the illusions of Maya, it's often called Maya, you know, the world of illusion and whatnot. And absolutely, absolutely, Ron. And that's perfect. I have nothing else to add to that. That's perfectly summarized. And and I would say that, like, when we suffer, it it, it brings forth the illusions that are coming forth. So, like, look at COVID, for example. Uh, one of the big illusions that were popped that made us turn inwards was suddenly death is in our faces, whether it's like we, we, our lives were in jeopardy ourselves or someone we knew died or the anxiety of fearing death, all of that came to the surface. And, you know, it's that illusion that uh, death is sort of hidden and that we're not going to die was, was popped and, 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 and we had to face that square on. More people than ever, Ron, were having to face their mortality over the last uh, year. And I think something just, you know, something like overcoming our fear of death forces the mind past its own contours, and it really forces us within to to ask those deeper questions. Yeah, uh, who, am, who am I? What am I? Where am I going? What, what does death mean? Death has arrived. Now what? Uh, you know, all those questions you begin searching. Yeah, if you go back to the, the writings of Carlos Castaneda, which was really big back in the late 60s, early 70s, that he wrote some books. first book was called The Teachings of Don Juan. Oh, my God, I love it. Yeah, yeah. He's an anthropologist or student at that time at UCLA, went to Mexico and met this medicine man, who was also, of course, a mystic and whatnot, who taught him great lessons. And he, one thing he said was use death as an advisor. They're saying that it's always on your shoulder, it's always there. Anyone, one of us could die any day, any minute. We don't know. From the time you're born, you never know. So use that knowledge as a motivation to use it every day. Don't waste a minute. Always stay focused on the fact that this could be your last day, so make it your best day. Each day being your best day to learn, grow, give to others, help lift the world up, because you might not have another chance if it's not in this incarnation. How do you feel about that? That is an absolutely beautiful concept, and that might be the single most important thing that we took that we can take out of this whole last year. And it's a big theme I talk about in my book. Uh, and uh, uh, I couldn't agree more with uh, with Don Juan, you know, the uh, the mystic who was talking to Carlos Castaneda, and uh, that death is our advisor, and it only through uh, 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 engaging death can we really learn to live life more fully you know knowing that death is there it leads us 
to become more aware and to live life with much more meaning every single day. And I think, you know, prior to COVID, so many of us were like on, on, on autopilot or, you know, I'll save for retirement 30 years from now. I'll go do this 10 years later. I'll go do this. We, we put off life. And by doing that, we're always one moment from being right here, Ron. And I think that I couldn't agree with that more. I think looking at death as your advisor leads you to live each day as if, as if it's your last. And uh, I think that, that hopefully out of this last year, more of us approach life in that way, uh, that we could go any moment. And what does that mean? It means live life with more meaning and purpose. Yeah, Brandon Beecham, we talked to recently about a parallel issue. He wrote a book called The Golden Key, which is really very interesting. He's like that. He talked about that we often spend our lives constantly trying to to do in order to have and then to be happy at the end. So this big mystical happiness is way off in the future. We, work, we often work a slave job in order to have all kinds of stuff, by all kinds of material junk that we're brainwashed into. What we need to have in a bigger house, a bigger car, and blah, 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 always does not make you happy. It just causes a lot more debt and problems and overhead and whatever, and also ruin health in many cases. And so he talks about instead, be, work on being happy right now, all the time. And your, your focal point, which is like be here now, be focused on the higher power within you, be focused on being happy, keep that harmony within, and then what you do is totally different. It's for your being, then doing very positive things, and then what you have from that, of course, is totally different. You know, it's, it totally elevates you. It's not like you're trying to attain material wealth, rather happiness and sharing with other people. You're helping to change the world as you change yourself. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I, right on. I mean, I, I think all change, uh, I think real meaningful change in this world comes through each of us working on ourselves within. I could not agree more with that, Ron. I actually am doubtful how much change can come about through focusing just on collective suffering and not doing the work on oneself. I think when we do the work on oneself, we become a light onto the world, and that's how change is made. Right. And, and I think that inner work, what that does, to answer, to sort of like bring it back around what you just said very beautifully, is that it makes us more present, right? The more inner work we do on ourselves, the more we still our minds, it means the more we open our hearts. When we become still in our minds, we become open in our hearts. And when we can do that, we become more present. We're here. We can be here now. We're not off in the past. We're not off in the future. The real stuff of life happens now. And when we can do that, we become a light onto the world. We're able to tune into our life's true purpose, and that's how we serve, and that's how we make a difference. I truly believe that. Yeah, I think you're right. It's amazing this has been said in many ways for the last at least thousands of years and with different approaches, different ideas, different words, but the same concepts. Like the ancient Siddhas, for example, traveled throughout southeastern India 12,000 years ago teaching these higher concepts to people. And what happened was some people learned these concepts and then took them and created their own power base, in other words, their own like, tribe and their own you know, city-state, whatever, eventually uh, the size of a nation-state, based upon the distortion of the ideas, where they use them to build power, material power upon the world. And of course, create various systems to enforce that power, enforce various illusions through the media, through organizations. Nowadays, it's done through monopolies and whatnot, media control. 
Middle Ages, it was monarchies who controlled the world and whatnot, and did so through, of course, vast corruption as well. There's always these, these folks, unfortunately, these negative type folks who are ruled by the lower powers, who want control through one power, and get off on the wrong track, and then try to enslave other people to feed their egos, to feed their power base. It just causes a huge mess, but it is motivation, it, again, it's the sandpaper, pushing people to learn and grow and expand beyond it. So I also like you talked about in a book about the Bhagavad Gita, where people are working towards divine enlightenment with Arjuna, the perfect student, following the teachings of Krishna. Tell us about that. That's really a great, great metaphor for the transformational journey. How do you see that? Yes. So um, I, I definitely think that, uh, like I said, transformation begins from within us. You know, and uh, the more that we do work on ourselves, the more that we do work on ourselves, the more we're actually drawn to service. So to tie it kind of back to Krishna, in the uh, Bhagavad Gita, when Krishna is uh, counseling uh, Arjuna, his uh, disciple, on the eve of battle between warring families, one of the things he teaches him is that true inner change, Comes, true change, sorry, true change comes from within yourself. It comes through the practice of meditation. It comes through the practice of prayer. And once you cultivate that inner awareness, naturally you become drawn to service. And service is the highest point of, uh, uh, of um, spiritual practice, according to Krishna. But the key is, right, Ron, what you were suggesting just now, is that you don't get pulled usually into the inner path until a certain event or, or a series of events of great suffering brings you to that point of wanting to search within. So, ironically, if we're looking for social change, um, yeah, here's, here's a little thing that might mess with the, with the listeners a little bit, but it's like if you only focus on activism without inner change, you're trying to push away suffering. But actually, the way to make real change is to embrace your suffering. And through embracing your suffering and being present with your suffering, that's where you start to look within. And then once you start to look within, that's where the real spirit of service comes. And that, hence, is where change comes. So it's kind of a little flip in the, in the perspective of how we look at suffering. Right, well, it stimulates us to look further and look deeper. And one thing we often talk about in one of our books, Quantum Field Psychology, in our film, The Endless Question, is to work on making those changes. So what can happen is you raise your conscious frequencies, your consciousness, to a point where you can receive downloads from the superconscious mind, the higher mind, the self within, yes. down to your ego mind, which is a, world, a mind that focuses on the external world, and helps raise that up so you're no longer distracted by the external world, you have no fears, and you, and one state of mind, you have no fears or desires, but only to serve the higher power, which then works through you as an agent of that higher power. So you're not living a life of trying to acquire or whatnot, but to serve others because then you're serving the purpose of that higher power. And then it opens the way for more and more downloads to come to you, for higher revelations and realizations as you keep expanding your consciousness to higher and higher states, which is a profound fulfillment and the greatest reward there is, the transformation of that higher state of consciousness, where you become one with that higher power. How do you feel about that? Oh, man, I couldn't agree more with that, Ron, than what you just said, 110%. Absolutely. And I would just say to that, that uh, tuning in to, that, to what you're calling the higher power or higher consciousness, 
call you can call it God, the Tao, Brahman, right. uh, absolute sure. being, whatever term you want to have for it. Mm-hmm. Once you turn into that higher consciousness, it gives you, uh, it, it fills you with a reservoir of faith. You know, suddenly the things on the physical plane that once looked very daunting and very overwhelming are no longer seen as such. They're seen as just uh, uh, new obstacles that were put there by karmic sequences to tune you uh, into greater frequency with that higher power. Uh, So I couldn't agree more with what you were saying. And the only thing I would add to that is it just brings, it, it gives you a reservoir of inner faith to turn to during difficult times. And I think that's exactly what happened during this last year. I think uh, COVID has been a almost like our, um, you know, if we look at COVID, right, Ron, we, we have this thing, we have this, you know, we can look at it as this great boogeyman, as this really scary and frightening thing. That's our lower consciousness plane perspective of it. And I'm not trying to minimize or uh, downplay the amount of real suffering people have gone through. People have suffered seriously. Go ahead. Take oh, long. but if we yeah. oh, if we adopt if we adopt the higher perspective, it, everything becomes uh, uh, grist for the mill. You know, it's right. we look at it through a faith of inner. Of, we look at it through a point of inner faith. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's really important to, to think about that. That there's a greater purpose to life. We're all here for a higher reason. If we all have a mission upon us, which we'll get to a little bit later. And our job in life is to find that and fulfill that. It really is a powerful, powerful thing. It transforms how you see yourself, how you see the world and other people and everything else. Folks, we're here today on Mind Shocks, Dr. Ron Dalrymple. We have a great guest at Forest Rivers with a fascinating book about COVID-19 spirituality, where COVID-19 is used as Christopher DeMille or sandpaper for spiritual growth and it's having an effect upon the world, not just of the negative stuff that's occurred, but a lot of positive results coming out in the long term as well. So, folks, we'll be back in a couple minutes. Stay tuned for our, st- our sponsors. We'll be right back. Talk to you soon. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. ASMC, the premier German company that supplies everything for adventure, from outdoor clothes to outdoor gear, even backpacks, lots of quality, and lots of specials. To start your adventure, go to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ASMC. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. 
Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. A complete mind development course, The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind toward success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery. A powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Remember, positive impacts. www.healthylife.net. Folks, welcome back. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. Today we have Force Rivers with a fascinating book about COVID-19 and spirituality. Force, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ron. I, I just want to say uh, this show is is, is awesome and uh, a huge benefit to any anybody who's uh, who's trying to engage the path of consciousness. Well, thank you very much. That's our that's our purpose. We have a lot of great guests on, like yourself and. We've been on now for quite a few months on this great, great network, Healthy Life Net. They have a lot of fine folks on here on this network, so I want our listeners to check them out as well. Thank you for your comments. Now, first, I wanted to pick it up with the idea or the differentiation between faith and belief, which you mentioned in your book. Please tell us about that, faith versus belief. Oh, man. So the way I look at the difference, beliefs are thought forms or thought patterns that are enforced upon us from without. So uh, external structures and societal conditioning results in beliefs. So I believe this. I believe that. You know, it's coming from an external point of view. Uh, You saw that a lot with COVID. Uh, For example, uh, I believe the, the, the vaccine is the cure-all, you know, or maybe on the liberal side or on the conservative side. COVID's not real, right? Uh, you know, or, or, or COVID's been overblown. You know, those are belief systems. And every single side in this whole COVID equation, we've seen a lot of belief. So it's, uh, it's thought forms and thought patterns that become manifested, but they're from an external force, be it government, uh, our economic system, our education systems. So our beliefs come from conditioning, societal conditioning. Faith, right, Ron, is a totally different animal altogether. Faith is, 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 is inner wisdom. Faith is not influenced by something from the outside. It comes through one's direct experience on their own spiritual journey. I really want to emphasize that, too, their own spiritual journey. Faith cannot be instilled upon somebody from somebody else's journey. Faith is arrived at through your own point of connection to the one, to God, to the higher frequency, the higher mind, the higher consciousness, the Atman. Faith is something that you know within yourself to be true, and it's more based off intuition 
than it is through external reason that is is uh, that is forced upon you. Yeah, I think it's a really really good point. You know, there's no saying that faith alone will set you free. I mean, the faith in that higher power, the faith in that divine source, and God working through you is really all you need. But many of us we're more tuned to the external world or we're trained in science, for example. We're trained to question, to evaluate, to dig deeper, to find the answers. So part of the journey for myself and others was to find out, well, how does it all make sense? How do you come back to that beginning where you can connect science and spirituality? And that's what quantum field psychology does. It connects the two up. It is the theory of everything. It is a connection yes. point that shows that spirituality makes perfect sense mathematically in terms of the physics of the universe. So it's a way to draw those two together. You come back to the idea that, yeah, faith alone is all you need because you focus, and the focus of the mind is so powerful. You focus on those higher thoughts from that higher sphere we're talking about as a download and protect the external world. That's what bounces back to you as less of other people, less of less of you, raises your conscious frequency, and those of the entire world around you. Another fascinating point is that as you project a thought outward, it expands, it keeps expanding, and the spoken word is also very powerful. So the written word has a certain effect, but the spoken word has a very, very powerful effect because it keeps expanding as an energy form to influence the universe and others through perpetuity. Uh, isn't that an amazing concept? You know, the old days inc- published stuff it, it, to get out there, but the it, spoken word is so powerful too. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, Ron, that uh, I was going to build off something you just said for your, for your audience. To, uh, yeah, quantum. It's so funny. People have always said, "Well, well, how how can science and spirituality be merged together? How can one find inner uh, inner faith? The thing I'm talking about that comes from direct experience and direct questioning. Well, right. si- science is beginning now. Uh, I should be more specific. A, a specific field within science, uh, quantum physics. Uh, the astrophysicists, they're asking the questions that lead one to, uh, to turn within that leads to the building of that kind of interface that I'm talking about. In fact, uh, I, I think there's a, a, a wonderful revolution happening in quantum physics where science and spirituality are becoming merged uh, rather seamlessly, I would argue. And, uh, and, and that's leading us into more faith. Deep inner faith from direct experience and direct questioning of that higher consciousness and our relationship to it, rather than uh, than belief, which right. I would argue is kind of a curse for humanity. Belief belief gets us involved in wars. It gets us involved in uh, uh, conflict. Uh, right. Faith leads to higher wisdom. Uh, faith operates from the from the notion that. Everything in the universe is energy, and everything is intricately tied into one divine web of being. How can you not have optimism towards that kind of perspective? Yeah, it's like you tune in then to that supercomputer, that super cloud, as it were, of divine consciousness, which actually works through us and we're a part of, whereas various thoughts, beliefs, the substrate of beliefs are thought forms linked to various fixated emotions in the quantum field psych talk about those are thought emotion fixations which form like a crystallization in the mind which are delusional which create false beliefs and a person is stuck in that that blue pill matrix of false belief we lead a life of suffering and misery which they create themselves yeah like you're talking about you know misery and whatnot we created ourselves and do it to ourselves and we have to solve it ourselves once you can tune back into that higher source within with a very divine perspective, then those powers come through you, and all the other stuff just dissolves. It doesn't matter. External world is largely, it's not an illusion exactly, but it is, it's illusory. 
and we stand beyond it as energy beings, as spiritual beings, and that's our true nature. So the big shift is an identity. We're not just some physical being. We're, not, we're a spiritual being inside the physical body. And I'm saying and the job is to evolve beyond it, that higher state where you transcend the physical world. And that's what all the ancient texts are talking about, all the ancient metaphysical texts. We're talking about that very process. How do you feel about yeah, that? And I think COVID, Ron, has been a wonderful opportunity to transcend the physical and to, and to readopt a new perspective that sees our reason for being on this planet as a fundamentally spiritual journey. We, we, take, we take form in these bodies. We are spirit first. We are spirit energy first. We take form in this body for a certain period of time to come back into union or to acknowledge our union with the one, then we drop this body, and as energy is neither created nor destroyed, it right. continues on its path. You know, and and I think, uh, and I think the last year has been a wonderful opportunity for many people to reflect more deeply on just who we are. Who are we? One of the most basic questions. Who are we at the core? And if you turn within and you introspect enough you realize that who we, who are we, who we really are, is deathless. It's the, the Hindus have a term, and they call it the deathless self. We are that deathless self. Exactly. We're energy beings. We're spiritual beings. As Carlos Castaneda said, having a, a human journey, having a physical journey upon Earth. And a person yes. is, you know, Earth, Earth life's a school. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's a type of school, like the school of hard knocks to teach us that what we're doing is creating our own lives through the self-fulfilling prophecy. What we project out in terms of thoughts and beliefs and so forth, we manifest certain transitory, illusory realities, which then dissolve away, but they, result, they bounce back to us first before they dissolve or get resolved. They bounce back to us. We learn certain things from that. Largely, we are self-creative beings. We eventually figure out, well, our job is to transcend that state of consciousness to evolve to a higher state, which takes a lot of work. So we go through this journey to be self-created at a much higher level, and it must work that way. We can't be created by the higher power in that self-knowing state in the same way. We must go through these journeys through the physical world of suffering and whatnot to induce the higher state so we'll never forget the lessons and so we'll understand how important they are. Folks, we're here today at Force Rivers with a fascinating book, COVID-19 Spirituality, talking about a lot of great, great, fascinating things. This is Dr. Ronald and Mind Shock. We're back in a few minutes after our sponsors. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Here's a fun, stimulating program that can teach you how to develop your own powers of creation. It uses a three-part mind, stimulating approach to get you to develop your own creative thinking. It will help you create a powerful self-image and helps you see how you can take creative action. You'll develop your thinking power and your skills, and you can do this in eight days. Get Dr. Ron Dalrymple's book, Eight Days to Creative Power, on Amazon.com. Overcome your problems with the step-by-step guide. So get Eight Days to Creative Power on Amazon.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. A complete mind development course, The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. 
but it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery, a powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Hello, everybody. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. Back today with Forrest Rivers. Wrote a fascinating book about COVID-19 spirituality. Forrest, how you doing? Welcome back. Hey, I'm here. I'm loving it. <laughs> now, I'd like to talk about a topic, which is kind of metaphor for your name. I think your name, Forest Rivers, or Rivers Through the Forest, is really perfect for the next segment. Could you get into foraging and farming, how important that is, to connect back to Gaia, to Mother Earth, and what that does for someone spiritually? Can you tell, tell us about that, please? How you see that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I really believe that over the last year, uh, as we've had more time, uh, for reflection, and we we watched literally all industry come to a halt, you know, for a period of six, eight months. Uh, we became more in tune to the natural rhythms of the earth. And what you saw happening over the last year, Ron, was more and more people expressing a desire uh, to connect with Mother Earth, with nature. And... I think that the healing aspects of the earth are apparent to all. Uh, I often think that the, that, the big, that the serious mental health issues that we're facing in this country, uh, the, opi- the opioid uh, crisis, uh, you know, all of the mass shootings that we see, I think all of that personally is, is directly in some sense related to our lack of connection to what is. And, of course, one of our greatest sources of connection is the earth. I mean, right, Ron? We're part of the earth. The earth is uh, the earth is a conscious being. We are one with it. We are, we're not separate. We are of the earth. We are children of the earth. And, therefore, to sever our connection with her is to sever our connection with ourselves, with pure and living spirit. So I think, uh, you know, it makes sense that as a cure to all of our ills in this society, we turn uh, back to the earth. And, you know, of course, there's many, out, many channels in which we can connect to the planet. One is foraging for our own food. Another is farming. Uh, you know, I share stories in the book about my experience working on a uh, cannabis farm for a couple summers and how truly enriching and uh, and beautiful and connected that experience was. Uh, I live in the mountains, Ron. So 
you know, I'm out hiking every single day in the, in the beauty of the green oasis. And for me, it's, it's my single most important point of connection. And it's actually one of my dreams down the road to create a, a wilderness therapy or a wilderness healing center where, where, where you bring people who are suffering into nature. And I think there's a yearning for that, Ron. People are, yeah. people are looking to heal through the natural world. Again, be it farming, being through gardening, being through foraging for your own food, being through hiking, swimming, uh, whatever it may be, I think there's a growing realization, particularly over the last year, that the earth is sacred. And if we want to uh, evolve as spiritual beings, one surefire way to do that is to establish a relationship with the natural world. And I think, Ron, if more people were to establish a relationship with the natural world, all these issues we hear about, like, you know, like deforestation and climate change and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the sixth mass extinction we're, we're moving into, that wouldn't even exist because we would be conscious beings who have relationships with the planet. Now, how can you destroy that of which you're a part of? Yeah, there was a, a therapeutic approach way back in the late 1800s, which did just that. It took people with all sorts of diagnoses, of schizophrenia, bipolar. Of course, those, those terms came along were applied more, you know, vivaciously later on in various texts and so forth. But back then, they take folks with uh, so-called psychiatric disorders and take them out to nature and have them work, work in living groups of like 2025. They work on the farm. So they had physical jobs to do. They have group therapy, individual therapy, and so forth. It had a humongous success rate, like 85%, if I'm recalling exactly, of these folks who got over their, their psychiatric problems and then lived fruitful, happy lives because they got back in touch with that spirit, they got back in touch with themselves, and other people solved relationship problems, saw themselves on a much higher level in terms of self-esteem, self-respect, and overcame a lot of the manifestations of what was created in the 1840s. As you know, that's when mass production began, the Industrial Revolution really boomed and began to pollute the planet and also enslave people in these various factories to turn them into cogs in the machine, and which has destroyed society and the world to a large degree since. And you're exactly right. Those trends must be re reversed in order to preserve the planet. That's exactly true. We have to, you know, we have these very, very powerful monopolies out there which are hard to take control back from. But it has to be done in a decentralized way where many people wake up to a higher state and push in their own way to recreate the world at a much higher level. I think it's exactly right. Go back to nature. And also you mentioned the indigenous folks, the Americas and whatnot, did that, that they descend perhaps from other civilizations, prior civilizations, and were in touch with much higher forces and understanding and lived in that way in concert with nature. How do you see that? Yeah, I think, I think without a doubt that if we, uh, we, as we destroy indigenous cultures, as more indigenous cultures die out, Ron, we we kill ourselves. We every destruction of a new, of an indigenous culture worldwide is a further injury to ourselves as a human race. The indigenous people hold the roadmap as the right way to live, to live in unison with nature. And we destroy those societies. We destroy we that that that's at our own peril. And uh, I think we can look to the indigenous peoples of the world for guidance and spiritual wisdom on how to reestablish our relationship, our communion with the earth, that is the true, that, that is, 
that is vitally important right now. Um, and I, in the book, I talk about uh, my my personal experience with the Cherokee, the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, and uh, specifically one of my greatest teachers, a beloved Cherokee woman uh, named Myrtle Driver. Uh, she's in her 70s and has single-handedly kept the entire Cherokee language alive. Um, she has uh, expressed to me on more than one occasion that uh, the earth is our most sacred and precious relationship. And if we destroy the native traditions, you know, God help us as we move forward. The, the earth is our, uh, our surest connection point to the divine. Right, and these folks survived for thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of years, who knows how long going back in history, and found ways to live with the earth, with nature, to use plants for healing, which is the best idea of the naturopathic approach. We now have allopathic medicine based upon the laboratory and high profits and surgical sales and so forth. So, again, it's been hijacked by these very, very powerful monopolies for their own greed and so forth. And I agree we must return back to those indigenous pathways to get in touch with who we are as spiritual beings, also the earth. You know, Mother Gaia is so, so powerful and so important to connect with. So, folks, we're here today with... Force Rivers. Force, please tell our audience where they can find you and learn more about your book. Any seminars yeah, coming yeah, so up or trainings? Or for trainings. sure. Go ahead. For sure, Ron. So uh, the book is, uh, you, you can connect with me on forestrivers.com, F-O-R-R-E-S-T, rivers.com. Uh, shoot me a message and, and we can communicate. You can also find me on Facebook. And the book, COVID-19 and Humanity Spiritual Awakening, is found on Amazon.com in both Kindle and paper edition, as well as on Barnes & Noble. And if you don't like either Barnes & Noble or Amazon, you can find my book through my independent publisher, Conscious Living Media. Uh, so, again, connect with me at forestrivers.com or uh, on Facebook, and you can find the books on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble or through Conscious Living Media. Okay, sounds great. Well, Forrest, thanks a lot for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Great talking to you. Enjoyed your book. Recommend it to our, to our listeners. And all the best to you in, in your work and trying to help elevate the consciousness of the planet. Thank you very much. Hey, Ron, your show is a great service to everybody. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for those very kind words. Great talking to you, and I hope that we can talk to you again. Yeah, so much peace to everybody and to your listeners. All right, thanks a lot. God bless. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the Rent-A-Car banner. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind. 
one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. This is Jack Maher from the band Feed the Kitty. It's important to support the artists you love, and you can do that and get something authentic for yourself. Rock.com has the most coveted, licensed merchandise of music, culture, and entertainment. So go to the advertiser page and click on Rock.com now. Quantum Field Psychology 2nd Edition is an astounding book on the new theory of mind. It is the first unified field theory that incorporates the influence of the mind and emotion on physical reality, the universe, and even other minds. It actually integrates all modern psychology with quantum physics, mathematics, Western, and Eastern spiritual beliefs. It's the true bridge between science and spirituality. Get your copy of Quantum Field Psychology, second edition, by Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Amazon.com. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. We said the honor of talking to Force Rivers about his fascinating book called COVID-19, Spirituality. Talking about the idea that COVID-19 has a very negative interrupter of life, as it were, or sandpaper. Has, of course, many negative effects upon people, and there's been great tragedies from this. But, on the other hand, it also has stimulated conscious growth. Directed Dostoevsky and Tolstoy, a lot of great writers in history, and Emerson have talked about the idea that Certain amount of suffering and whatnot is one pathway to salvation. It does help us grow consciously and learn more, look within, develop who we are as spiritual beings. What's happening now is that around the planet there's a worldwide movement of spiritual growth, and now it's accelerating that these types of worldwide tra- global tragedies actually also induce global growth and development where more people are looking within, connecting by the Internet, by books, by webcasts, radio shows, TV shows, whatever, but the idea is that we are all connected to each other. We all serve a higher purpose in life. There's much more to it than just the physical aspects of living the world. You're just working and slaving away your whole life for some kind of so-called happiness in the rainbow, it doesn't work. But the key is to be happy right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, be happy. Keep an attitude of gratitude. Stay focused on the moment. Stay tuned in to higher power, which is always talking to you and trying to work through you. So we live in a world which has been hijacked, as it were, since the industrial age of the 1840s where, for example, naturopathic medicine was taken over by allopathic medicine, which is based on manufacturing medications in a laboratory and selling them for high profits, whereas naturopathic approaches often work far better. Now, allopathic approaches have their merits as well. I'm not saying they don't. Many good things can come from that, good developments in surgical techniques, antibiotics and so forth, but the naturopathic path is itself very, very powerful and is being crushed, unfortunately, by the competitive aspect of the allopathic approach run by the big drug companies. That's just one example. Other examples are that the, the auto industry and the manufacturing industries have greatly polluted the planet, tend to blame the populace, say, well, you want this stuff, we can help pollute. Well, that, of course, is nonsense. We must end the pollution to clean up the planet because Mother Earth is suffering. We cannot uh, deny the fact that many species are being killed off, just as many indigenous peoples are being killed off. So we're losing contact with our past in a very self-destructive manner. 
sort of belief system we've been taught since the industrial age is that, you know, profits at all costs, maximize your profit, you know, whoever collects the most toys in life wins. And that, of course, is total nonsense. The purpose that we're saying and many folks are saying is the purpose of life is to fulfill a mission, a higher mission or dharma, to serve a higher power to help other people. The true path is to focus on helping others and not worry about your own rewards so you don't do things to gain some benefit from it. You do things to do the right thing to help lift up others and then changes the whole system in various ways. So instead of the, the vast monopolies, you know, the monopolies took over from the monarchies in the Middle Ages. In the Middle Ages, we had these very powerful monarchies run by kings and queens who were total dictatorships. And people rebelled against this. And the formation of America, of course, in large part, was driven by people leaving the dictatorial countries of Europe looking for a better way. Those dictatorial forces followed us over here and were trying to take control ever since. There's always a battle between good and evil, dark and light, characterized as well throughout history. The whole point is for us to take that sandpaper and keep growing, keep expanding, and to realize we need to create true freedom where, where a person becomes much more enlightened or illuminated and tied into the higher power. They don't need some overarching government to run their life to tell them what to do. They don't need to go inside a church, for example, to find a higher power. It's within you. That connection point is within you. So you don't need these huge bureaucracies that orders to run and control us. Those are a bunch of lies fed to us by very small groups of very powerful people. The true point is return to our indigenous roots and understand that we are beings of the earth and we're beings of a higher power. And our job in life is to learn and grow and develop and help others do the same thing. So it is a, a long journey. It's best expressed as the transformational journey we briefly touched on, the idea that you travel through life and you have all kinds of opponents or adversaries which are projections of parts of yourself. You might think about in your life which people have been your biggest opponents which people sabotage you the most or block you the most. In many cases, you'll find they are representative of or metaphors for certain parts of yourself, and you disliken them, which are projecting from yourself onto them. So parts of ourselves to heal. So the thing to understand is that projection is a large part of perception. We often perceive what we project onto the world around us. That's the way the mind works. So instead of projecting outward our fixations, our negative dysfunctional thoughts and feelings, which are constructed... It's far better to tune within that inner source, that higher source within us, that higher power, which is always there, always trying to talk to us, always trying to download information, ideas, and insight to us to help us overcome every challenge in life. Remember, every problem is just a challenge, a challenge to overcome. And no challenge is a problem. Okay, so no challenge is really a problem. It's simply a speed bump to learn to negotiate and deal with to then grow beyond and grow from so life is a series of trials and tribulations, which we interpret as suffering, but we can also flip that and say, well, it's not really suffering, it's just stimulation to make us grow. It's there to show us what we're doing wrong and to learn from. So we look at life in terms of life doesn't happen to us, life happens for us. Our job is to constantly learn from it and grow beyond it. We have that super positive, what we call in quantum psych, a super positive focus. We remember that everything is a challenge and nothing is a problem. So we take on life with a new, really heartened approach with a very, very positive state of mind and harmonic emotions to that higher power knowing we can conquer anything and we can do anything virtually that we can imagine. So that's the whole point of our film, The Endless Question, which is a two-hour documentary on Amazon Prime, which you can get for free. It's a two-hour journey into the powers of the mind from the point of view of quantum field psychology. And that's our, our keynote theory, which I wrote in 2004 up in the 
the Alps and Aviano, Italy, a very beautiful place. You know, mountains are often a place for great inspiration. The force talking about is true. There's a very powerful spiritual forces in the mountains. We wrote the book, Quantumfield Psych, in 2004. We also have books out called The Inner Manager, which is a journey, a young man's journey unto a higher self, where a brilliant woman helps guide him to his inner self. Another book we have is called Eight Days of Creative Power, how to tap into your creative powers within. Another book is I Love You, God, to help you focus on divine spiritual ideas. Our new book is coming out. is about mind games people play. And it's about the adversary, how people try to sabotage us and manipulate us, how we also sabotage ourselves by our thought fixations and thought forms and thought emotion fixations within. So we play games with ourselves and with the external world, tying ourselves up. In case folks check these books out, it's all designed to help, help lift up the human race, as all these folks are doing on Healthy Life Net. There's a lot of great, great folks on there. Talking soon to our old friend Dr. Rod Fuentes again about his work on the Andean Code. That's coming up soon. Check out Forces books. A lot of great, great folks we've talked to, and look at the other people like said on this, on this network to learn more about what's going on from these points of view. This is super positive talk radio. It's all about positive talk, positive thoughts, positive feelings, helping change the world one person at a time. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, listen to these ideas and try to incorporate them into your life. Help transform who you are in the world around you make the world a better place and to heal this planet and heal the human race which it desperately needs right now in these tumultuous times. Well folks, thanks a lot for being here. We love it. We love all of you. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. See you next week for more fascinating guests and discussions. Take care. Dr. Ron signing off.